sign-up weakness. Always go for the throw. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulbaum, your host. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It is uh, Friday. No, really, it is Friday. No, really, it is Friday, May 10th, 2019, and we're here to talk about, uh, yeah. I don't even want to get into that part. How's that? Uh, a few things I want to discuss. First, if you don't get the show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live our archive. We're live at 6.06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at Gary Kalbaum. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary, articles we post. If you'd like to hear what we're doing, like to hear what you're doing, press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. And our email service, convictionleaders.com. All there at GaryK.com. So uh, in no particular order, first off. Yesterday on the show, out of nowhere, I decided to start the show praising these heroes at three different tragic events because of scumbag skank murderers. And we brought up uh, Riley Howell from uh, North Carolina, Charlotte, Kendra Castillo out of Denver at that STEM school. Well, that's a Highland Ranch near Denver. And Lori Gilbert Kay at the uh, synagogue in uh, Poway, California. Front cover today, USA Today, honored all three. So maybe they were listening to the show. Anyway, I thought I'd mention them again. I'm completely out of order here. You know we do a lot on the markets. What affects the markets? The economy, jobs. We rip the stuffings and shred the politicians. We do not play favorites. We have no bias. We have ripped the stuffings out of Trump and shredded him on occasions. We always rip the stuffings out of and shred the socialists, which we do believe the whole Democratic Party has become. There hasn't been a tax hike they have not proposed. They have not missed a proposal on another industry they want to control or run or tell what to do. So they just nauseate the hell out of us. At least in Trump's case... There's some things he's done that we like. There's some things we, he's done that we love. We love the regulatory. We love what he's done with the justice system. And by the way, the media refused to even talk about something that Obama said he would do for eight years and never did. By the way, for the black community. Obama didn't do... Remember what I told you a long time ago? Obama did nothing for eight years in the black community. I have told you that I work closely with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Florida. I don't know this percentage... But there's a lot. And in so many cases, you don't have fathers. Single moms. So many cases. And it's something that should have been looked at, attended to, done something about. And Obama did nothing. It took Donald Trump to do it. And in case you don't know about that justice reform or whatever it was, what it was about, it was, A, do something about these people while they're in jail. Teach them about the real world. Give them something to learn. B, yeah, people are going away for dealing an ounce of pot for 20 years. Don't believe me? It's true. And I'm a big believer, punishment. But it should fit the crime, shouldn't it? 
These maniacs in uh, California had the three strikes and you're out. So if you stole three slices of pizza three different times, you're in jail for life. No. So I love that about Trump. Tax cuts. I love what he did with the corporate tax cut. I wasn't a big fan of the individual tax cut, though. But we hate the tariffs. We hate that he raised government spending $250 billion, And we hate his BS. And you know what I mean by his BS. It's a constant BS. And the latest thing we hate... I call it markets by tweet. Markets by tweet. We can't stand it. We can't stand the fact that he watches every tick. We can't stand the fact that he makes statements based on whether the markets are up or down. And I mean that. He does that. Him and Mnuchin. But I digress. So this whole crap going on with the trade, I was wrong. My prediction was wrong. The tariffs went into place. Not the big, big ones. The big, big ones are soon, but a bunch going into place now. That's insane. It's insanity. I thought smarter and cooler heads would prevail. I was wrong. I was wrong. Trump did not listen to me. We'll see if it's a mistake going forward. But I mean, the markets were getting killed today, and then Mnuchin came out and lied. He lied. I don't pull punches here. He lied. He came out and said things are constructive. He made it up out of thin air because Dow was down 300 points and it moved the markets. And then Trump waited to the 3 o'clock hour. You know why he did that. Because he's learning that the 3 o'clock hour is the most important. Trump on purpose today tweeted constructive to move the markets into the close and it worked. This nauseates me. I hate it. I hate Bernanke. Yellen, Powell, the rest of the central banks, all these imbeciles that are doing everything, making every decision based on markets, and now Donald Trump is doing the same. And waiting to the final hour now, because he knows, he learned. He learned the great trick, that the whole day doesn't matter. Because he has seen days, I believe in December, where the markets were down 500 points and finished up 500 points. Hmm, look at me. If I can do this at 345, oh man, I can move things. Eight. And you do remember we've had a day where the market moved up 1,000 points in the final 15 minutes. So this all nauseates me. I can't stand it. And it will lead to something bad eventually. Mark those words down, kids. Mark those words down. So that was the story of the day. We'll do the market wrap in a little bit. But, of course, we have Uber to discuss. Uh, and remember what I told you. I was not kidding. I was serious. And I'm actually going to give you my number that I think Uber is worth. In just a few minutes. Also on today's show, the rest of the market. Where did the market hold today? Was it meaningful? And what about next week? What about next week? Because now we have a whole weekend where we have all these new tariffs. The Ch Chinese delegation is gone. They're on their way back to Beijing or Shanghai or Xi'an or whatever, or Guangzhou, wherever they live. So these tariffs are going to stay in place. So what was important about today? I'll explain up next on this one only investor's attitude.
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kaltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. Thank you. I love Buzz, Philly, Dan, but let's end that music. Okay. Uber. Approximately before the Lyft IPO, Uber was probably going to be a $75 IPO. Before the Lyft IPO, it started coming down slowly. Let's call it $65. And this is all approximate. And then Lyft came out. And Lyft was a $72 IPO that they opened at 88 The investment banker said the deal was hot. They said the deal had strong demand. They opened it up and never saw the light of day as it kept going lower and lower and lower and lower. We then started hearing about Uber. Well, we'll go, it'll be maybe a 60 maybe a yeah, $60 deal. And then Lyft kept going lower and lower and lower. And then we started hearing some things out of Uber. A, their business model sucks. Every time you take a, uh, a drive, they lose 58 cents. What a great business model. Do business lose 58 cents? Great. On top of that, drivers are mad. Too many drivers equals less driving and equals less money. So they start complaining. And then Lyft reports earnings, and their earnings sucked. They lost a ton of money. And Lyft keeps on going down, so all of a sudden you start hearing, oh, gee, what was 75, what was 65, what was 60? Yeah, we're looking at 50, 55. But then markets start correcting. And all of a sudden we start hearing... 45 to 50. And all this time, I was telling you that I had friends who got stock at $50. This is pre-IPO. What happens is they flip stock pre-IPO. There's actually a price without an exchange. So they bought at 50 thinking, man, they got a score. Because they were told that they were looking to do $75 IPO. And man, if they open it up at 100, I got double my money. Well, fast forward to today, and the deal gets priced, they said, between 45 and 50 over the last day or two. And guess what? They come out with it at $45, the low end of IPO. And then what happens? They announce they're opening it, but around 43. What? So all that IPO's underwater? Are you freaking kidding me? And it drops down to 41. Holy hell. Rallies back to 44, but finishes near the low of the day at $41.57. So the people that have the IPO at $45 are down three and a half bucks. What's that about? 7%? 8%. And the problem is, it feeds on itself. 
greed turns to fear quite easily in this case, and then the selling feeds on itself and goes and goes, and Lyft was down another four today, down to $51. So you got these two companies that lose money every time you get in the car, that was priced stupidly, greedily, moronically, imbecilically, I don't know if that's a word, and everybody's screwed. Of course, except the real cheap people who've made a lot of money. And they were talking the billions today. And, you know, they keep coming out and telling us, oh, don't worry, because we're going to be delivering food and we're going to have driverless cars. Remember I told you three years ago on this show, four years ago, that the driverless car business is a con and will never, ever grow fruit? I told you that four years ago, because they told us four years ago it's going to be a year, and three years ago it's going to be a year. It's like, you know, global cooling 30 years ago, or Al Gore telling us 14 years ago that in 10 years the world's going to end. We're never going to have a big driverless car business. Who the hell's going to get into a driverless car driving from Denver to Vail through the mountains? Not me. Who the hell's going to get on I-4 here during all the construction with his eight accidents a day in a driverless car? Not me. Any of you going to trust a driverless car in a sea of cars? Have you seen the maniacs on the road? And I got news for you. They know it. But they're trying to drive it at you. Ain't going to happen. No way. Unless, you ever been to Disney World? You know, that little race car thing? But the cars are on a track. But you still bump into people in front of you. Anyway, that ain't happening. So anyway, that's the story. And here's my guess. And, and, and again, it, it's just a guess. Uh, and I told you, I, I guessed for you on Lyft. Do you remember that? And I told you, I thought, eh, probably it's worth eh, 50 bucks. That's what it was, 72. Well, it's 50 now. 51. Uber, it's got a $70 billion market cap today. Uh, I think it's worth 50 Excuse me, my bad. $50 billion market cap. That's what I think. $30 stock, $35. That's the guess. Don't act on the guess, though. Up next, I'll explain why. And more on today. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor day. America is talking. Investor's Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on its feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Colbaum. Some highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to him. So here is why I see this Tom's the Uber. Listen to these numbers 69, 53, 37. 22. Let me repeat that. 69, 53, 37, 22. What do those numbers have in common? Each number is descending. They have descending slash decelerating sales growth year over year. That's bad news. It's bad news. It's really bad news. On top of that, they just lose a ton of money. A ton of money. So I think right now, and it can change, they're both dead. They're both dead. And I suspect Lyft, and don't act on this, because if on Monday we see something different, we adjust. That's why we never predict here. But we're just giving you based on... IPO-ness. 
I'm going to guess lift is going to go down to 13, 1.8, 2.3. Eh, another 25% drop from here. Which is 50 to 40, 51 to 40. I'd say Uber probably the same thing. That's my guess. It's a guess. And guesses aren't good. But we've been right as rain on both these things and been telling you what the, what the story is and what the problem is. And you got to remember, this all comes from the greed of the investment banks pricing things stupidly, thinking they're geniuses, and ended up looking like morons. You know. Let's see, Uber does have about $10 billion in sales, trading at seven times sales, but loses just truckloads of money with decelerating sales. And i got news for you. Meal preparation? Really? Gee, there's no competition in that. Meal delivery? Nah, there's no competition in that. You know who's happy as all hell today? The taxis that have been destroyed. I don't know if you know this, but the medallions for taxis in, in uh, New York were they cost over a million bucks. I think they're like two fifty now. And a lot of those medallions were bought on loan, paid off over time. So, big disaster for the taxi drivers. Anyway, that's the story. But also, Jumaya Tech, JMIA, $14 IPO, went to 50 It was back to 18 today before it bounced. Even at the close today, $2 billion market cap with $150 million in sales and loses crap loads of money. And we're not even in the bear market. Remember what we've told you, what happens in bear markets to these type of companies. So just watch yourself. Hey, the Market Wrap is brought to you by Investment-Models.com. That is the great Jim Rohrbach, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market. was proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-Models.com. Uh, the Dow today was, give me a second, 473 points lower than the close. So it was down 359 points. Finished up 114. Uh, the S&P 500 today uh, was down 46, finished up 10. The NASDAQ was down 144, finished up 6. The SOX was down 32, finished up 2. Why did that happen today? Was it because Mnuchin lied and told everybody that the talks were constructive when they weren't? They're just a lie. He lied. Mnuchin lied to you. He made it up. Was it because of Trump at 3 o'clock decided to get the market moving? Yeah, partly. Trump is now Bernankeized. Watches every tick and does not want markets to go down. So we'll put a very timely tweet to move markets, and eventually it's going to it's going to come back to haunt him, but did not today. What happened today? It's simple and important. When you scan this weekend, you will note that yesterday the S and P dropped back to the 50-day moving average and bounced off of it, and did it again today. The semiconductor index. You will see that the S&P 500 undercut the 50-day moving average yesterday and finished above it, undercut it again today and finished above the 50-day moving average. 
you will see that the NASDAQ undercut the 50-day moving average yesterday and finished above it, undercut it today, and finished above it today, the 50-day moving average. You will see the Russell 2000 undercut the 50-day moving average today and finished just above it. You will see the transports undercut the 50-day moving average today and finished just above it. Now, the Dow did not. The Dow finished just below it. But the reason why the Dow was weaker than all this other stuff, you got the Boeing thing and the 3M thing and the DuPont thing, all three of those stocks crashed. But Boeing and 3M are more important. The 10-week slash 50-day moving average did their job today. That's what happened today. Forget everything else I told you about Trump and Mnuchin and trade deals and the mediocre Mets. Or that I've gone 10-3 and three in my last 13 basketball games in the playoffs. Or the, any of that. The market, most indices, held the 10-week slash 50-day moving average today like troopers. That is your big institutional money crowd standing up to defend markets as they correct. And that's what they're supposed to do to continue uptrends. Now, can we come back in Monday and they break them? Yeah, we ain't saying they're not going to. We're just letting you know what happened today. What do odds favor? Due to the fact that it happened on the day of this tariff crap, I would suggest things hold for now. Whether or not we get juiced up from here is another story, because I will tell you flat out, there's been some technical damage done this week. Flat out. Because on the week, that was down almost 600 points. The S&P on the week was down 2%. The NASDAQ on the week was down 3%. It was a little rough week. But good close on the week. And guess what? We'll see what happens next week. Simple as that. But that was quite the wacky stuff. Quite the wacky stuff. May I say. Up next, more on this. Lots more. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor's edge. And what was going to investor's edge? Okay. So let me explain a couple of things on the trade deal. Uh, either the president is lying. Or he's a dummy. Either way, it's bad. When it comes to what he is saying about tariffs. He put out tweets again today that China pays for the tariffs. Kind of like Mexico's paying for the wall. Let me be clear and concise about this, ladies and gentlemen. With no gray areas, China will not pay for the tariffs. Countries do not pay countries tariffs. The importer pays the tariff. They have 10 days here to pay the customs and border protection thingamabob. The problem for small business is cash. Big business can come up with it. Smaller business, it's a lot tougher. All business have to make decisions at that point in time of tariff. Do I pass it on to my customers? Because I don't know whether they're going to buy if I have to charge them an extra 25%. Or do I eat it and screw my own business up? Or do I do a combination of both? 
Or do I go outside of China? Can I find the same stuff in Estonia? Or, hey, uh, Mr. China, can you help me out with a discount here while this is going on? And I'll promise I will keep buying from you forever and ever. Please help me out, help me out, help me out. Those are the four choices. China doesn't pay squat. So these tariffs hurt the people that President Trump says he cares about most. U.S. business. Now, does this affect China also? Yeah. But less so. How less so? Well, assume a business was buying a million bucks worth of something. But now it costs a million and a quarter. They may buy less. They may cut the order by 20% from China. So China gets 20% less business. Yeah, but that doesn't help the business, especially if they need that 20% to fill orders. So again, the president is either lying or he's a dummy. The problem with calling him a dummy is that you can just Google all this. And I know he has advisors telling him all this, so the assumption is he's doing what he does a lot. He's just plain lying. And his base will just say, yeah, that's what he does anyhow. We know he lies. But he's trying to do good for us. But I have news for you all. And this is a guarantee. These new tariffs, if all of them end up in place, it is going to be a huge, to coin a word from the president, a huge problem for business here. And you will see business scream at the president. And you will see him lose favor with business because these aren't small anymore. These are big and it's on everything. And I heard somebody say today, ah, so you pay an extra 50 cents for a toothbrush. That is naive and that is folly. And that is moronic and stupid. And that is imbecilic in every way, shape and form. Now, I know you Trumpsters are going to be mad at me, but you know what? I'm the president's best friend. Those who do not tell him the emiss are not his friends. Those that are in the tank and up his rear end are not his friends. Because the fact of the matter is, he's wrong. And he will cause serious damage if this continues. I promise you it will. No person in this world is omnipotent. No person in this world is right 100% of this time. But what happens is, when things go your way, human nature gets you feeling all good about yourself, and you think every decision you make has to be right. This one isn't. Economics 101 dictates this one isn't. And you Trumpsters out there may want to send a message to the president on this. Because this will matter if it continues. And no longer can you make the excuse, well, it's just a tactic. It's gone on too long, and it's at its worst place since the negotiations started. You'll have a great weekend. On that note, drive carefully. And when you get home, do like we do, simple procedure. Make sure you hug your children. Nighty-night all.
Check this clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.